Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? It is a Tuesday full of uh, news-ish stuff, notable stuff. We got Aaron Rodgers developments. We got Orlando Brown, which I know you guys talked about a lot last night on After Dark. Um, we got our guy C. Dot Carrington Harrison coming on again, which you might remember we had him out after the Super Bowl, and he just wanted to fight Carm the entire time. Carrington's one of my good friends in the industry. Carrington is a great radio host. Carrington is a very good guest. Carrington will give us all the Orlando Brown that we can possibly handle. Uh, and Carrington also just shows me very little respect, and I don't like Carrington. <laughs> wow. Okay. And we'll have him on later in the show. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, know about, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's kind of similar to every relationship that I have with literally everyone in my life. Because it's unfortunate, honestly, <laughs> that that you could not have been here for the pre-show meeting today. Because it has been one of the more spirited, I don't know, 90 minutes that we've spent together. And Hogue basically yelling at me for 90 minutes about everything I brought up. But, well, I mean, you... Right, Nick? You poked the Wisconsin Badger bear. It's a badger. Yeah, Hogue apparently thinks that the Wisconsin basketball team is the KU basketball team, so I poked at that bear. No, Continue what I on. said. We should be a Sweet 16 team every single year. Just we like, used to be. Just like the Jayhawks. Um, no. I don't even like Kansas, although it is Allen Fieldhouse is sweet. Can we, but... Fun fact, Wisconsin beat Kansas this year, but the referee missed the call out of bounds, and so they actually lost. Fun fact, Northwestern's the two-seed in the tournament. By the way, we're all wearing our Big Ten gear here. Go Hawkeyes, Nick. I'm rooting for you second because I went there. Whose Big Ten gear are you wearing? I'm wearing your – actually, so so this is Hoag's. This is Hoag's Northwestern when he was doing sidelines for WGN coat. That's why Carmen looks like he just came from – And these are Hoag's pants. I don't know if you came from the gym or – A nice walk or, or, you know. Or the – I'm wearing a Hoag's – You either came from the gym or the OTB. I'm not sure which one. Has anybody in CHGO history had more respect to one of their co-hosts to wear their hand-me-downs? Seriously. Lawrence, one year and three days in. Has anybody done this? What now? What? I don't know. Where's somebody's Where hand me clothes? Down? These are it your respect. clothes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. I Connor. think that's a level first. of camaraderie on a show that no other show has. They fit you, you that well. You do look like you're a loser. A staffer uh, at a football game in November with like the wind and the rain. Do you have a clipboard or something? We had a clipboard or a notepad. Yeah. Be perfect. Hey, it's all because the cats are. I mean, the Bears are going to draft Adetame, Adetamoa, Adabare, uh, and it's going to save so? the defense after they sign Orlando Brown and or Jawan Taylor. So many options. I'm so excited about what's going on. We're right We're getting now. there. We're inching closer. Welcome into the show. Appreciate everybody being here. Adam Hogue, Crazy Mark Carmen, Hawkeye uh, Nick over there, Nicholas Moriano, Lawrence, Lawrence like producing. So. Uh, we are. I mean, where should we start? These mock drafts that are out today? Some interesting mock drafts. Multiple trade downs. We got Dane Brugler, who also uh, joined Hogan Johns today, if you want to check that out later. Um, He's got the Bears trading back to four with the Indianapolis Colts and then trading back again to number nine, taking Hawkeye Luke. Lucas Van Ness, who actually I really like that pick at number nine. But the bigger thing is they ended up with four second-round picks mm-hmm. out of all of it, plus at least one first-rounder next year, maybe two extra ones. I think it was just then you have two first-round picks next year, um, which really loads Ryan Poles up with all the draft picks, which he made pretty clear to Peter King. You just give him all the draft capital. And I think the more... You know, now being a couple days removed from the NFL scouting combine, it seems like that's what Ryan Poles wants to do, right? Just accumulate these picks, and if you could still get one of those six to eight blue chip players, this seems like what he wants to go do. So uh, we saw Dame Brugler, like Adam was just talking about. Tom McShay also had a double trade down scenario in the first first round where he had the Bears trading back to four with the Colts, then they trade back to seven with the Raiders. At that pick, they take Peter Skaronsky. So two Big Ten players, um, you know, both being mocked to the Bears here in these uh, double trade-down scenarios. But that just seems like the likely, right now, at this very moment, the likely scenario that Ryan Poles might take 
to accumulate more picks and still get one of those blue chip players. So I want to get everybody on the same team here because I'm seeing it all through the chat and I'm hearing it all through Bears land and I'm hearing it come out of my mouth and both of your mouths. Trade down, trade down, trade down. Hogue, who uh, used to be Mr. Let's stay in the top four and get a premier player. We need premier players. I heard your hit with Parkins Spiegel yesterday and me being a Saturday Night Live host. Thank you very much to those guys. Uh, and you were like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Trading down tonight, which I'm sure you've said on this show many times too. So you're just putting it out. Well, and I want to make that clear because that's, you know, then people start accusing you of flipping on your takes. I you're mean, allowed to flip on your takes. You're allowed to change. Well, we got new information. I mm-hmm. mean, the guy that I was very consistently in love with and still am from a tape perspective, Jalen Carter, we got very significant news last week that actually started even before the bombshell came out. As soon as I got down to Indy, and I, you guys heard this from me right away, like Tuesday morning, the stuff I had heard, like, Okay, this is starting to get iffy, and then now you, then you get the bombshell news. Like that's why this is a process. So what you might think in January can change by draft day, and that's one of the things that's changed mm-hmm. for me. Because I still like Will Anderson, but to not get the extra draft capital. Yep. I mean, the hope was that you could get back to four and still get one of the two, and that's where I was like, I don't know if I want to go past that point because you're sort of having your cake and eating it too, right? Like because you're getting. T- t- to, you're getting your premier player, and you're still getting some draft capital. Now that's not a guarantee. So I'm starting to be on board with the idea you go farther back. Now you're really loading up on future draft capital. Right. And so where I'd like to take the conversation from there is because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, rise and shine chat, where you at, Greg Braggs, uh, it seems to me that everybody is on board with this, which means that – you are on board with the Bears doing a slower rebuild, that you're not focused on making the playoffs next year, but more taking a step forward, and hopefully the Bears will be a viable playoff contender two years down the line and, and a championship contender you know, thereafter. Can I push back on it in a less aggressive way than I did in our pre-show meeting? Be as, as aggressive as you want. <laughs> if you get four second-round picks, I think that's speeding up the process. I think you're you're getting four. A lot of second-round picks play early. And we've seen now you still need a year to, like, obviously kind of ease into your NFL career. Look at Brisker and Gordon, second-round picks. But the one – Those are – but okay. But but here's here's what I'm getting. The one – We need offensive playmakers to step up. That's not normal for a second-round pick immediately. Keep going. Sure, but right now the Bears have how many picks in the top 64? Two. I got got it, yeah. Well – Dane Brugger came up with a way where we have five. Yeah. That's. Right. Right. Less likely that they will. Less, less for sure. That's not speeding things. up the process? <sighs> with the same exact amount of cap space. Like, I, I think you're I, getting closer. I'm not saying you're getting closer to playoffs because I'm not saying they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I get what you're saying, that you might not get that one game record at the top. But. Get a I don't know. Like, I'm not in any way, shape, or form going to try to make an argument that Lucas Van Ness is better than Will Anderson, but you can make the argument that he fits more of the prototypical 4-3 defensive end spot. Just from a size so, perspective, too, yeah. Okay. You spun you spun a different argument on this, which is a great job. That's why this is a great podcast. Thank you so much for listening and become a diehard. Hit that and, like and button, hit, hit the like button and hit subscribe. I'm talking about just the 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 forget about what you just said for a second. Okay. I'm talking about are Bears fans comfortable with next year being another build year? Like and and by the way, I whether you're comfortable or not, it very well might be. But I'm just I'm just curious, what's the narrative gonna be? If next season the Bears go from three wins to six wins, are people going to be sitting there screaming at polls? Are people going to, you know? I think like, it depends on the context of the season. If Justin yeah. Fields is looking good and they but, win six games, then I think Bears fans are going to be. But all it's, right. it's, it's more it, so if you end up with five draft picks and they all look like busts after one year, then they're not going to be happy. Yeah, in, no. in, a, in, a, in a vacuum, as you said yesterday, <laughs> will you be happy with, with, will you be a relaxed that, Bears fan? Is it a Dyson, a Shark? What type of vacuum are we I talking? went with Shark recently. I got one of those. I invested in one of those cordless ones. Okay. It's a game changer. Or are we talking a Roomba? Uh, no, not those Roombas. I don't you don't like them. the I, I've always wanted a Roomba. No, no. Yeah, they're very they're expensive. They're loud. But, uh, and they, if you have a dog, I think it's just perfect. You're trying to sleep and the thing's just buzzing over your head. Don't you tell the robot yeah. what to do over there? I do think we should yeah. add a vacuum to the show since it's become yes, a, uh, in a, vacuum. a thing. In a, in a vacuum, Carm. 
So uh, apparently, according to the chat, everyone just like already just sold it. Yeah, yeah. Next year it's not a playoff scene, so we already know this, Carm. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anybody's thinking of playoffs next year. Some people are thinking playoffs next year. Maybe it's a very few. If they do exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars did, I think a lot. Which is why I think what you're trying to say actually had. I I don't. What you're trying to get at, I think, depends more on free agency than the draft, is what I'm trying to respond to you. Because regardless of the Bears end up with drafting Willie Anderson number one overall or ending up with six picks in the top two rounds, which would be insane, Mm -hmm. just insanely awesome. Um, To me, the timeline changes more based on how aggressive you are in free agency with players that are going to have an instant impact. Rookies are rookies. I think, Carm, too, like... Team taking Will Anderson, or let, let's let's take the Eagles for example. They're going to take maybe B. John Robinson, the running back, because that guy complements what the roster already has. If you're the Bears, you take Will. Let's say Will Anderson falls to him at four with a trade back scenario to the Colts. It's one guy, and yes, he might be great. He might be fantastic for your defense. But how many like edge rushers change a, a franchise? And that's the thing. The Bears are not in that position right now. They have so many holes on this roster where just get as many picks as you can in the top 50 or whatever it is, and then you have at least more bites at the apple. Yeah, Look, I've been on board the whole time as far as let's let's build this the right way. Let's make sound decisions. Trade one to two, two to four, one to four, four to nine, however he wants to do it. One to nine and get... uh, But a lot lot of that... some of that is him and Ryan Paul saying this to Peter King. He wants a first round pick in multiple. He wants to have two next year, two the year after that. So that in, in just logical fashion, that is going to delay things a little bit. If polls is going that route, if you, if, if you put Jalen Carter back in this as a app without his issues, which we can't do anymore, but I'm just saying if you, if you added that three tech there and he was dominant, that could fast forward your rebuild quicker and, and being aggressive more than anything else. Now, maybe that's just completely off the board right now. But I, I do think it's, in, I just think it's interesting that Poles is clearly looking at this as a longer rebuild and doing this really bit by bit, brick by brick, doing it the right way. And Bears fans seem to be on board with it. That's after a three and fourteen season. I may maybe I'm just I'm just w- wanting to have this conversation to remind you when next year is not ideally, you know, they're piling up the wins that this is all part of the process. I I feel I feel like people are into it right now, but are not really soaking in what it what it what it very well could feel like in the moment. Uh, How's sh- that? Shout out to my guy Enrique who uh, threw us two dollar super chat saying, playoffs playoffs dot gif, Super Bowl Super Bears, Super Thanks, Bowl. Super Bears. I mean, people had the Bears winning eight, nine games this year. Didn't Will DeWitt predict 11 wins? Yeah. You don't have to bring that up, okay? Uh, you, how many wins did you have him have this year? Uh, I think eight. I settled on eight. Eight. There eight we go. Yeah. So that wasn't crazy, though. They traded the entire defense away. And they were, how many one-score <sighs> games were they? And okay, they let's, were not, let's not try and justify these. These were terrible decisions, calling them eight or nine win teams. I'm just telling no. there's going to be no. if they, if they have a good off season if they go and sign Orlando Brown or Juwan Taylor and they do and they you know we let's let's get some Zay Flowers in here let let's let's maybe multiple receivers throw it in throw it in a nice uh I don't know sexy offensive lineman in the draft maybe they go Skaratsky number 9 I think we'll you will be able to talk yourself into a 9 win season next year with their Did schedule. Did you just say Skaratsky's sexy? A little sexy. I think that's what you said. Well, you love his footwork, don't you? Sexy. Sexy Skaronsky. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Maine South. Um, we got another super chat here? Got yeah, I got a couple here. Uh, I was saving them a little bit here because they're more free agency okay. based, but we could do them now if you want. You want to do one? Uh, let's do the Rogers one because that's actually our next Rogers! Yeah. Marky Mark. Uh, four ninety nine. If Rogers goes to the Jets, I'm getting as drunk as Will did <laughs> when we got the number one pick. <laughs> Good vibration. You can have a fun time then, Marky Mark. Uh, but think so. What if he gets as drunk as Will did? Oh, yeah. I, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were saying it like he's going to the Jets. I mean, it's kind of leaning toward. But if he does, if Rogers does leave the NFC, the NFC North, and goes to the AFC, I mean, the path in the NFC does become easier. 
And Derek Carr's coming over. I don't know how much he moves the needle, honestly, with the Saints, but the NFC becomes easier without Rodgers, regardless of how much you think he has left in the tank. So if he does move, I think that path that we were talking about, uh, the last Super Chat about the Super Bears, not that they're going to get to that level, but it does make it a little easier when you don't have to go through Green Bay and you don't know what Jordan Love is. Oh, I know what Jordan Love is. Well, maybe the Packers don't. They're you do? find out. Yeah, he's not good. Well, what no, makes you so no love for the Utah State Aggies. Because let me tell you this. If you, if you love Jordan Love <laughs> after one year, he's been in your building for one year, and the Denver Broncos are calling you on draft night in a draft that's five quarterbacks worthy of going in the first, in the first 15 picks, and they're offering you three first-round picks, you'd be out of your mind not to – to make that trade and the Packers did not make that trade and then they let him hold him hostage for two straight years and they paid him even more money as he was going into year three and then when their season was obviously done they didn't turn obviously done four and eight they could have taken a look at him yep and instead they let Rodgers take him all the way to the fourth quarter where they blew it at home against the Lions that's a bad look they don't yes, love I, Jordan but, Love. They're yeah. sick of Aaron Rodgers right now. I, I, I and they th- realize that if they're going to take a look at Jordan Love, they need need to do it now. The way that that organization has handled the quarterback position the last three years has been embarrassing. It's such a weird thing to say, too. It the is Green embarrassing. Packers. 100%. And, and I, I get but, that he but, won the MVP two of those years. But I'm still not ready to completely write him off until we see him play. I wouldn't bet on him being successful, but... They just got into a very weird Aaron Rodgers was popular and Green Bay fans loved their guy and they didn't want to go through that again and they just just did an absolutely awful job of not taking they could have they could have taken the pain and moved forward and it would have been all right. Instead they just they 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 dragged it out and dragged it out, which feels very similar to many of my long term relationships. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in the New York media is gonna be Oh, that's gonna I'm going to watch those press conferences. Like, let me be that gif where just lean back. It's <laughs> just popcorn ready. Yep. Like, I, completely I saw an amazing tweet this morning that said, this is from uh, Kev Dinahan, and he wrote, imagine going on a four-day total darkness vision quest, and at the end, in the nirvana of your deprived mind, you see the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> well, the, That's great. The Jets... He could win there. He could, they, could, they, they, have they, some, they have some people over there. They have some players. Garrett Wilson. I, I, I'd probably feel better about being the Jets quarterback right now than the Packers quarterback. There's no question right now. I mean, I don't know if there's no question, but is are the Jets have a very? They got some fun weapons. They got a good defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure they're a Super Bowl team though. With Aaron Rodgers, tell me he's not looking at Garrett Wilson, being like, "Let's go." I mean, probably is. Bring oh, Randall sure. Cobb, too, right? I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the, Garrett Wilson was somewhere in his darkness vision. Probably. <laughs> we were just we kind of talking to. about Jordan Love, you guys. Is is it out of the question that the Packers would make a move on a quarterback? They're at 15. Like, I know nobody's talked about that. But if they're really not sold on Jordan Love, and you know you can't go anywhere without a quarterback, like, may, I, I don't know. Like, may, it just kind of popped into my head as we're kind of discussing this and the controversy I mean, where with, do you th- where Packers. do you think Anthony Richardson's going? I think he's going in the top seven, probably top six. I don't think but he gets past the Raiders, and the Raiders might have to trade up to get him. That is the most interesting name to me in the draft right now. He huge swing, so much potential, so much potential, but not a lot of experience. Thirteen starts, but s- somebody might hit a home run with that. Maybe. If you could have any quarterback in the draft right now, who are you taking? C.J. Straub. I, I still like C.J. Straub. And it's C. not Stroud. even close. He's, like, actually my clear number one right now. He solidified that last week. There were no concerns on him. Everybody, some things I heard off the field about how much they, how much teams love him just as a teammate and a person and a human Look being. Look how he defended fields. And then he went out there and was awesome in his workout. I think he has the fewest... The lowest risk by far, highest floor. Um, yeah. 
So when we're doing the show in three years, I'd like to cash in on this bet. I'm gonna, I'll bet you that Anthony Richardson has a better career. Okay. Ooh. How do you? How are we gonna define that though? By logic. <laughs> we'll be. I, I don't think there's gonna be any. If it's close, then I win. Uh, because I, because I'm taking, because I, because I'm taking, wait, wait, what logic is that? Because I'm taking more risk. I, I'm very. Once I started reading about his fireman history, born leader, that level of physical talent, running four threes, I would be extremely excited if I if if I was an organization bringing that dude in, and ideally you let him sit for a year and and have him figure it out. Dane Brugler said his meetings with teams were very mixed. Richardson, that's interesting. Not that he bombed them, but they were. Obviously not clearly impressive. Harm, can, can I ask you? So something that means so that means they're having him draw stuff up and he's not Maybe. nailing it. Maybe probably which, some of that. And and that's if if you're gonna push back on that, which I can understand some teams, and this is why there's gonna be a sort of a risk assessment with that, and some teams are gonna still go with it. Is he's very young still. Mm-hmm. He's like barely played f- football even at the eight, thirteen starts. That name sound or that number sound familiar? It's a huge swing. Huge swing. Yep. But you're sitting there, you know, despite what you just said with Dane, you're still thinking he's going top six. I don't think he gets past the Raiders based on some things I heard last. Right. That seems like a, a good pick. Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson for you now? Uh, that's, that's, that's such a tough call because, I mean, I don't know if you can, if I had the number one overall pick, am I going to say Anthony Richardson? No. Like, I don't think you can do that. And and maybe I would even take CJ over Bryce, but I, uh, but I just, if that's just, that's, that's too high of a risk on a, what could be an incredibly low floor if he completely bombs out. So you got to have to have some level of, of prudency here, but like, if you're, if you're asking me like who I'm most excited about mm-hmm, of any yeah. of these quarterbacks, like I just find Anthony Richardson to okay. be by, by far the most interesting. A uh, quick update that may have some relevance to the Bears, depending on how aggressive they want to get with a big-time player. Um, according to Adam Schefter, this is just 56 seconds ago, contract talks between the Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones are, in the words of one source, quote, going right down to the wire. Deadline for the Giants to tag him is at 3 o'clock Central Time. Today, the deal must be done by then, or the team plans to tag it's quarterback. So if they didn't have a deal by three, they'll be using the franchise tag on Daniel Jones instead of Saquon Barkley, which is why that could be somewhat relevant we to the Bears. We definitely <laughs> want that dude tagged. Jones tagged. We want him Jones, tagged. Yeah. Yes, we do. Just let's have an option with Saquon. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I would bet that they won't, but I'd love to have the – I would. it would be very intriguing if he was out there. And $40 million is a lot for Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, he's not – on the level of Jalen Hurts and those guys, he had one good season with Dable, which is encouraging, but I think that's Terrible a place option. for the Giants. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I think Do I want to sign get yeah. odds on a lot of this stuff about, you know, who's going to make it the number one pick? Where is this player going to end up? Where could you do that, Check Adam? it out on DraftKings Sportsbook, the greatest sportsbook of all time. They got NBA No Sweat Same Game Parlays, too, uh, with Major League Baseball coming up. You can dive into that uh, as well as, you know, maybe put in a Luis Robert MVP bet bet if you want, which I did last year and didn't work. Yeah, I remember when Sean and Herb did that, and that was not exactly a good bet. Yeah. Yeah. It probably makes more sense to buy low this year than last year. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Um but here's what you're going to do. You're going to download the app now if you haven't already. You're going to sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And where do you go to buy your tickets for the Big Ten tournament for... Mark Carmen. Yes. 
That's, that's where, where go. I go. That's where you go. <laughs> yeah. You've been out here like a ticket broker all week. <laughs> I have been negotiating. Uh, but if you don't have a direct line to me, then I would recommend Game Time Tickets, where over 15 million people have downloaded the Game Time Ticket app, and they're getting their seats for, right now I'm looking at Wolves, Blackhawks, Bulls, Icehawks, the Quad City Stream Wheelers. Big Hogue's a big fan. The Fire are back going. WWE Live Road to WrestleMania. Let's get it going. And of course, Cubs and Red Stars and White Sox. WWE Raw at the Allstate Arena, April Let's 24th. Go. Let's go. Uh, download the Game Time Ticket app. You want to sit in the front row. You want to sit in the last row. You want to sit in the middle row. You want to sit anywhere. The best price you're going to get is on Game Time Tickets. And yes, you know, you can wait to Game Time. You don't have to wait to Game Time. The best price you're going to get, Game Time Tickets. Download that app. And by the way, if you really want to support us at CHGO, buy your tickets through the link in the description and they know that oh my god this is a great place for us to be advertising and we're all in this together and we're all getting the best sporting event experience possible chgo game time tickets let's go all right before we move on a couple super chats uh, rolled through here um zach ferguson 499 said there's a small part of me that wants rogers to stay in green bay knowing chicago will get better and own him for the remainder of his career bear down okay. sure that uh and sounds- then uh, <laughs> It's possible. It is a possible. Get back on Rodgers. I would. I get him out. If you haven't figured out already that Aaron Rodgers really likes beating the Bears, yeah. <laughs> you're going to find out this year again. Yeah, maybe he's uh, his mind has been changed in his total darkness. BS. If he goes again. to the Jets, there's a good chance you don't see Aaron Rodgers the rest of his career. Well, because the Bears won't play him for another three years. Just played him. Yep. Which is not how I would have scripted ending it. The Bears killing Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. Well, Not, right, but you but, really think that's going to happen? Yes, I do. Okay. At some point. Bears-Jets Super Bowl. Oh, 2023. Gosh. Kevin Kanick from the uh, top. Why from, not? From the bleachers. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Enrique said, uh, quote, is Jordan Love bad, end quote? Adam Johns, soundbite. <laughs> that was actually my soundbite, Enrique. Oh. And then, uh, Don't but, give Adam, Johns credit for stuff he doesn't deserve credit Adam for. Wrong. Before we get cutting to my head out of their photos on the athletic, I did see that. Harrington Harrison is about to join us, but I want to hit this one before we move on. Yoshino Sun nine twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, Yosh. Fun memory from day two of the combine. Keely Ringo's family happened to sit by me. Nice family. I don't see the Bears drafting him in time, but would he be a good fit to par with JJ on the outside? Any DB catch your attention last week? Um. Yes, can we shelve that conversation since we have a guest coming up? But, yes, we can answer that. Okay. We got some DBs to talk get about. Get back to you. We'll get back to that as yeah. we bring in our guy from 610 Sports Radio, afternoon host, my good buddy, who I've taught everything that he's ever learned really about NBA basketball. And, you know, we, we do that, but we bring him on because he is uh, – generally an expert on everything else in life, including, of course, Orlando Brown, who the Chiefs are not tagging. Uh, Carrington Harrison, 610 Sports Radio, also on uh, CBS Sports Radio, joining us here on the CHGO Bears podcast. Can I see At Carrington? some point, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to I think to we can this. talk to him, though. It's very annoying. You can uh, talk to him. Like, okay. I'll get this in a well, second here. Well, CDOT, let, let's just start with this, that as we get your, your picture up on the screen. Were you surprised by the Chiefs' decision to not – do the tag on Brown, making him potentially available if they can't work out a deal here. Can't hear him. Hold on. Where is he at? What's going on here? He's muted. Hang on on that answer, CDOT. Why is he muted? All right. Let's see here. We'll get this figured out. We're, we're I believe good. in Lawrence. Nobody I, does it better. Yeah, I don't know what's Looks going like on with this thing problems. today. My, it, you know, Ecamm just had a little switcheroo recently, and uh, there we go. Let's get him in there. There it is. All right. Rocky Technology. Four is overrated. Oh, there he is. Yeah. There he is. All looking right, so we're looking fresh. Looking ready. Uh, let's see. Now, oh, can we hear you? Oh, I see myself. There we go. <laughs> let's go. There we go. I like, we can hear energy. you, too. So, all right. Answer that question. Were you surprised? No tag, well, I was, Brown. I was going to say, Carm, you taught me everything I know about life. It's not just radio in which you have educated <laughs> me on. It's everything that I know about life. Second off, I am Carm's uh, friend on Instagram. I actually thought that Carm was too old to be on Instagram. I forgot that he and I were friends on Instagram. And I saw a video where it was named the most famous person on your phone, yet nobody wanted to call any of the people. 
Like, you're afraid to call Ryan Sandberg? What is Ryan Sandberg doing on a Tuesday in March? What is he doing? Did you just call Ryan Sandberg Ryan Sandberg? Because that you is. You know a- who I was talking I don't know that man. You knew who I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the generational gap. Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg. Rise and shine. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, listen. You could have called Barkley. I could have called Chuck. You want me to call? Yeah, I don't understand why you guys didn't want to call any of the people. I mean, what's the worst? I mean, the odds are they're not going to answer the phone. It's not like Barkley's going to be like, oh, hey, calm. How's it going? You want me to call Chuck right now? I don't know. Carm's here all morning talking about how he's best friends with Dick Vitale. It's my guy. Dick, Dick might actually know. Carm might actually be best friends with Dick Vitale. Like, I know you're, like, poking fun. Carm... I'm telling you, Carm has this like weird way with people that Dick Vitale will answer the phone like, oh, hey, Carm, it's been a long time. I'm happy to chat and talk Northwestern basketball with you. If there's anybody that actually is like secret friends with Dick Vitale, it'd be Carm. That actually checks out. Hey, Dickie V and I have a, have a strong bond, courtesy of one interview where we literally sat there for an hour and then we talked afterwards. I was going to, before his, uh, you know, his most recent surgeries, whatnot, I was going to go down and we were going to play, we were going to play tennis, me and Dickie V. He's a big tennis really? guy. But wow. re- regardless, Being all right. Let's, yeah, yes. Dickie V might have taken me down. That's true. Carm, really quickly before I answer the Orlando Brown question, I yeah. do want to answer it. When was the last time you just randomly watched a college basketball game? Just like you at your house sat down, grabbed the remote, turned on the television, and watched a college basketball game. Oh, I, 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 so we're taking Northwestern out of this? No, That's what we're not, doing. No, North, I mean, like, you watch Duke play Boston College in just a random yeah. game. Well, how about other – do other Big Ten games count if I'm going to answer this honestly? Yeah. Like, I, like I, okay, I watched a little bit of something over the weekend. I, I, I watched <laughs> a little bit of something. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what teams. I mean, I, I who was playing? <laughs> Whoever was on early in the day on Saturday, I was watching for a minute. I, right, I'm Adam, getting into you – know hey. Adam, a- a- ask me an NFL question. I don't know why I asked Karma a sports question. He acts like I asked him what's the square root of pi. Like, I, I watched a little bit of something. He has no clue what he sat down and watched. I mean, who, who – Karma, that was the Bulls game you were watching. Listen, slow down. Down. No, nobody, nobody is sitting at home diving deep on on college basketball games that they don't care about, a, a team they don't care about. How much, what are, what are, what's the ratings on Texas Tech versus Mississippi State? Are, are seven people watching that outside of those schools? And the answer to that is no. So come on, let's we're all in this together, C dot. And all right, back back on track. Random baseball games. What's any different? You watch two. Random I don't watch teams random baseball. baseball games. I don't watch the Oakland A's play the Seattle Mariners because no one. Oh, okay. it, Regional sport, no one cares. <laughs> Last bad. time Hogs watched the A's versus the Mariners no, no, was never. That is, that is something I definitely have phased out of my life as I've gotten older. <laughs> Just random baseball games in the summer when I could be doing other things. All right, uh, let's talk some NFL. All right, my bad. I, I apologize for derailing you guys' show. My bad. No, it's all good. We, we love it. But, Dot, last week at the Combine, it seemed like there was this just assumption that the, the Chiefs were going to tag Orlando Brown again. And... I don't know. It just doesn't happen a lot where you tag a guy twice in two years. So I, I, w- w- how do you see this playing out? And were you surprised that they didn't tag him? I actually was. I was very surprised that the Chiefs didn't tag Orlando Brown. I mean, at anything, it gives you the ability to exclusively negotiate with them until July. Like, if that's a player that you want to keep on your team, you put the tag on them now, and then you keep working back and forth. I mean, it still gives you the ability to trade them. And we see trades happen where a guy gets franchise tagged, and then right before the draft, you end up trading. I mean, that happened with Frank Clark whenever he joined Kansas City. That happened with D. Ford. He got franchise tagged. The Chiefs eventually traded him to San Francisco. I'm sure there's some other examples of it. But I was surprised that the Chiefs were, A, willing to let their left tackle just venture out in a free agency. I mean, he's a 25, going to turn 26-year-old left tackle who has been relatively healthy and productive. Like, that guy gets a substantial contract. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears, who have the most salary cap space in the NFL, especially knowing their uh, history with Kansas City, with their general manager, I wouldn't be shocked if Orlando Brown is off the board to the Bears very early on. To me, the best hope scenario for the Bears is that they can be the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, all right, we're not going to have the traditional great pocket passer quarterback, but how do we build our team? Well, let's strengthen the offensive line. Let's go get DeAndre Hopkins. Let's do some other things, and let's try to build the core around Justin Fields heading into next year. And, I mean, I think we all agree they're going to trade the number one overall pick and get more assets for down the road. So, 
uh, Orlando Brown Jr. makes a lot of sense to me for Chicago. But to your original question, I am surprised that they didn't franchise tag him because you're happy with just taking a compensatory third-round pick for a guy that all four of us think is going to get $100 million here coming up next week? Yeah, but, okay, I I hear what you're saying, Carrington, and the Bears are going to have to overpay to get him and maybe – whatever they can do that they certainly can do that maybe they will do that uh, considering their need to make things easier for Justin Fields but it doesn't seem like the Chiefs are fully out here like they want to work out some level of deal or do you think that that's just those who's ever writing that is just wrong that they're actually not going to be aggressive in any negotiation with Brown Oh, I mean, I think the time for Orlando Brown Jr. is over. I mean, all of us have had contract negotiations at some point in our life where if you've been talking to your company to try to get a deal done and they've been dragging their feet, the moment they start letting you talk to ESPN and FS1 and these other companies, you're gone at that point. Hey, I I wanted to come back. I wanted to stay with you guys, but you've let me now go down this path. I mean, whatever contract that he's going to get offered, the Chiefs have had two years to offer that deal to him. Why have they never offered it to him? Like, why did it take all of this to finally get you to pay me what the market says that he's worth that I think the worst thing you can do in the NFL is give a good player a great contract. And I think the chiefs just don't want to give that contract to him. I think he's going to get $115 million next week from somebody and probably $70 million guaranteed. If you're the chiefs, you've already taken advantage of that rookie contract. And now it's time for you to move, to move on and then find the next Orlando Brown jr. Carrington, another player that the Chiefs have moved on from is Frank Clark. The Bears absolutely need pass rushers. Is that a guy that can still add to a team and provide some pass rush for a team that desperately needs it? How much? I mean, that's going to be the thing. Uh, the, The issue with Frank Clark hasn't been that he hasn't been productive. He just hasn't been productive in the regular season. Now, watching the Chicago Bears, I don't know if the postseason's a very realistic aspiration for you guys. Like, you guys need to worry about the games in October before you start thinking ahead <laughs> to the games in January. He's not very good in the October, November games. He's great in February, but you guys haven't played in February since Rex Grossman was in town. So I don't know if I I don't know if Frank Clark is a good I think Frank Clark is a good player to join a team that is like right there on the cusp need that rotational piece to potentially help get you overboard. Like Buffalo makes a lot of sense to me. You weaken Kansas city, you add a pass rush like that. I think that makes more sense for me than a team like Chicago, especially a team that is just going to have so much cap space to spend. I don't know if I'm spending that on a 29 year old who is often injured. So back to Brown real quick. You sound like you're a, a There seems to be a consensus that he's a good, not great player. And you seem to be understanding why the Chiefs are letting him go at this point because they don't want to give him what money should go to a great player. So if he signs with the Bears next week, is that a move that you're criticizing? Like, did they – yes, I think we'd all agree you're over – we're pretty much overpaying for any free agent you sign on day one or day two of free agency. But given the situation they're in – is that a movie that you think makes sense for them or would you, would you pass because they have so many needs and you don't need to be spending that much money when you're not that close to actually winning a Super Bowl? To maybe give you a comparison here that like everyone can follow. I think Orlando Brown Jr. is Kirk Cousins, but this is like giving Kirk Cousins Joe Burrow's contract. You know, like no one thinks that he's Joe Burrow, but he's certainly capable. So like, why would you overspend for that player when you know what his limitations are? I think that's probably the best comparison. I also think it just it depends on where you are as an organization. The Bears have a quarterback on a rookie contract. The Chiefs don't have a quarterback that's on a rookie contract. So some of the financial decisions that Kansas City can't make, Chicago can make. But I don't think it would be a great contract for really any team in the league. But if you're Chicago and you really just lock yourself into three seasons so you can take advantage of, all right, two years of Justin Fields left on this rookie deal, and then maybe that last year we kind of got to figure some things out, but we solidify a left tackle position. Is that the worst contract in the world that you can give out? I would say no in there. And I think one thing to, to at least point out with Orlando Brown Jr., at least not based on what we've seen so far, he's not a guy that's going to sign a three-year, four-year guaranteed deal and then play 19 games over the next three seasons. He's missed one start in his NFL career Mm -hmm. so far. So he's been a really healthy, durable player that, all right, you got a good player on the left side. At least you got a good player that's going to play 17 games for you 
plus the postseason. I mean, that's an incredibly valuable thing to have, too. So I don't want to make it seem like I think Orlando Brown Jr. is bad. I certainly don't think that. I think he's probably the ninth best left tackle in the league, but wants to get paid like he's the second best left tackle in the league. We had my guy Matt Verderam on last night, CDOT, and his general take with Brown was that at least part of the reason why, like he ranks 19th in left tackles as far as uh, pass protection with, with, you know, on one metric that I read. And his one of his reasons for that, he said, like, it's, it is hard to block for Patrick Mahomes because he plays so unconventional back there. You're shaking your head yes. You agree with that? Like, yeah, he, I do agree. I mean, I, I think what... I think what's kind of happened, like we were all joking about, like, do you watch all these other teams and sports and all these things? None of us are really qualified to measure offensive line play. Like, I know I'm not. Like, I, I'm not. You're not. Like, none of us are really qualified. And offensive line is one of those positions that, all right, your quarterback drops back 57 times. You play really well on 55 of those snaps. You give up a sack on two of those plays. You're a bum. Get you out of here. You suck. Like, it's just so hard to play left tackle so hard to play corner you can play corner really well you get beat one time we all think that you're trash so I just think that's just kind of the way that we evaluate it I think he is a more than capable player that if you sign him I don't know if you regret the deal you're just probably not going to get all the money that you can on the deal so Carrington what are where are the Chiefs going to do at left tackle now if Orlando Brown is out of the equation is that the likely they're just going to draft a left tackle just to protect Patrick Mahomes what's kind of your the thought process for you is Who's going to be uh, blocking uh, Patrick Mahomes' blindside there? That's a good question. I mean, I think they're going to have to move up in the draft. I don't think you're finding your starting left tackle at pick 31. Like, I think you're going to have to move up to, like, 19th to get your starting left tackle if you're going to do it. If I had to guess, I think they go veteran left tackle on a free agent deal, like a cheap two-year. He's he's 31 years old. He tore his ACL back in 2019, but he wants to play for a ring. I think that's probably their starting left tackle week one, and then they have a draft pick that they spend the second round pick on that they can develop. He can kind of learn behind, and then in 2024, he's the starter. That's what I think they're going to do. And I also think just in terms of, like, resources, allocation of funds, I think they're going to take some of that money and spend it on pass rush and wide receiver. Like, their wide receiver group is middle. Like, they're really good at quarterback. They're eh on the quarterback position or a wide receiver position, so – I think I think we could see them maybe spend a little bit of money. They'll pay Juju Smith-Schuster. There's been a lot of rumors about them and DeAndre Hopkins. So I think they're going to try to save a little bit of money on left tackle. And I think they're going to spend that money on skill position-wise or defensive line. I mean, I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all. They'll be fine because, you know, it's the Chiefs. Most unrespected, <laughs> most, most disrespected what, team in the What did bro. you think about Travis Kelsey on Saturday, Saturday Night Live? I, I thought he was great. I, I mean, I, I think we've known for a while that, you know, Kelsey's going to have the ability to do basically whatever he wants whenever his NFL career is over. Like, if he wants to be a studio analyst, he can. If he wants to do play-by-play -play commentary, he'll be able to do that. I'm not – I mean, I also think, like, I think Saturday Night Live is good at really putting you in situations to have success. Like, whenever Kim Kardashian did it, you just got to be willing to go up there and make fun of yourself. If you're willing to make fun of yourself for seven minutes and we all can laugh, like, ha, 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 Patrick Mahomes has a funny voice. Ha, 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 you did this reality <laughs> TV show. Like, that's kind of what the SNL was. I thought they found good skits that kind of showed his personality. His mom was there. His brother was there. It was cool. Carrington Harris at Six Dead Sports Radio, former co-host with Danny Parkins, who's also been on the show. See that? Uh, I don't know. As you say goodbye, I just want to remind everybody, the Chiefs gave up a first, a third, a fourth round pick in 2021 and a 22 fifth rounder all to the Ravens for Orlando Brown. And Ryan Poles was in that room. So to be fair, though, I, it isn't fair to point out that the Chiefs did get a second round pick back for Orlando six, Brown. In and that. a six. And a so six. they got they got Orlando Brown Jr. They got a second round pick. So it kind of evened itself out. Carm, you know what we have to do before I have to go. I have to hear one Michael Jordan story. I, you know, <laughs> you and I, every time you come on the show, I ask you to give me one Michael Jordan story. Carm, did you really stand outside his old house and wish him <laughs> happy birthday? You did that. He, yeah, he did that. And it was <laughs> creepy and weird. And he did it. Yeah. And, and I... Did a bad job when the person on the intercom, you know, I should have just acted like I belonged. Like, I'm here for Mike. He wanted me to come by on his birthday, but I was so caught off guard that it didn't come off. Uh, one one quick Jordan story for you. Uh, are we all here for this? Let's do it. Um, hmm. 
Let's go. Should we talk about the dream that I had in 1992? That's not a Jordan story. Where I dreamt up that when the, that I was I was on the court when the Bulls won it at home, and I was jumping up and down did exactly the same way that B.J. Armstrong did. And then I ran down into the locker room to celebrate. I was so excited. Like I, this is a true story that I was going to celebrate with the Bulls, and I got down to the locker room after we won it. And nobody was there, and and then I was, and <laughs> and, and then somebody like told me, no, they're they're at this they're at this restaurant party, and go over there. So like I I went to the restaurant, and nobody was there either, and then I woke I up. Now that's what, just Carm, guys, this was a bad idea. I shouldn't have asked Carm. The <laughs> weirdest Jordan, Jordan story I ever heard. It's a Jordan story, story though. It's I a, just should have asked him his thoughts on on a on a Larsa Pippen. I should have asked him his no. thoughts on Marcus Jordan and their relationship. That's we what shouldn't. I should have asked. I mean, that, you know, you, you go at the goat, the goat's going to come back at you. That's a, that's the Larsa take. But uh, how about this one, C-Dot? MJ walking in the gym at the multiplex Bulls practice, Carm on the court in a random pickup game, shook somebody, went to the hoop, laid it up, foul, rimmed out. I turned back around, looked at Mike, and he, he gave me the ooh. I got the ooh from him. He gave me the ooh. Well, that's that's a good. That's the Jordan story I wanted. Not he, some he liked Tony Soprano dream that you had. That's how, not what I wanted. How is that not the greatest moment in your life? I got the ooh. It's up there. It's up there. I got I got the ooh. You had to finish and then do the fist pump. You had to do the I just dunked I, on Patrick Ewing fist pump. I had to act cool when I got the ooh. The, the, I was still bummed that I missed the shot because respecting the game. But I deep inside, I was like, I got the ooh. You won. I got the you ooh. Won. You got I the got the ooh. ooh. The, other, the other great one from that era was BJ kicked one out to me. He was playing pickup with us. I shot it's halfway there. BJ, 8-4. Counted my bucket before that thing went in. He knew that thing was going down. 8-4, C-Dot. 8-4, dog. That's what Carm, I'm talking can about. Can I come back on whenever Orlando Brown signs with the Bears? I'd love yes. to come back on you guys' show. We're, Let's do it. We yeah. love you All here, C-Dot. C-Dot. Appreciate Thank you for you, jumping on. I Have a great show today, today Carrington. Carrington. All right, Thanks. there he is, Carrington Harrison. I'm going to start listening to his show. I'm a big fan of listening to... You listen to everything. You're a listener. Yes. You're a, you, you consume content. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Because well, i got to maximize my driving time to learn as much information as I possibly can. I wish there was some way to write down notes while you were driving, but that would be very I get, illegal. I get it when you're sitting next to somebody like myself who's just always constantly just spitting out knowledge that you've got to combat with. What do you think I'm writing during the show here? I'm always writing the opposite of whatever you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> what does karma abandon all hope mean, demand? It's been a heavy attack on Carm Day. Not abandoning hope. Rise and shine. Carm's a hooper. I believe. Carm's a hooper. Hey, uh, hey, Nick, where can we go get some great gear? Ooh, I, I got a place for you. Uh, it's called FOCO. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the football, basketball, hockey fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. After that conversation, does anybody want Orlando Brown? So... Before I answer that question, let me just let you know that CHGO Bears offseason coverage brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash power and biz. That's what this segment is brought to you by. Oh. And um, I've been kind of all over the place on this. Because I, there's, and this was coming up a lot in the comments during the show, and I get it. There's questions about whether he's really a scheme fit. Mm-hmm. Because just because he, just because Poles was with him in Kansas City, remember Poles took kind of a, I want to say left turn, but he got away from Kansas City with who he hired and who that guy hired, and now going under this, you know, you got to be thinking more Shanahan principles here exactly. for the Bears offense and guys that you connected dots to who Chris Morgan was with in Atlanta, um, things like that. So I do, 
sort of understand is the question, is this guy really fit the Bears scheme? My answer to that is I think he can do it. Do I want to pay over $100 million, though, to somebody that there's even that question about, I think is the question. Yeah, and there's just a lot of interesting offensive line candidates out there. I mean, you want to, you know, you want Jawan Taylor to play right tackle? He's 25 years old. You want to leave Braxton? Another question about scheme fit there. Yeah, that's true. And, and I don't I, – you want to Both of these players are players that I would prefer to spend big money on. They're 25 and 26, mm-hmm. right? Like, if I'm going to go that route and give out enormous contracts, I'd rather give that to that player – Rather than Mike McGlinchey, who's older, and you might have to pay him $17 million a year. Like, and I'm not sure he's a much better player. I don't, in fact, he's not, but he fits your scheme better, right? So yes. like, this is the battle Ryan Poles has, I think, in free agency that he's got to kind of figure out and navigate. He's got all this, this money, and there isn't that go-to, I need to have this player on my team right now, which is unfortunate for Ryan Poles, but that's why... You know, he has these tough decisions to make, and, you know, the more we've talked to people who have covered Orlando Brown the past, you know, at Bears after dark yesterday, right now, you know, the foot speed's going to be a little bit of an issue, too. It's wide zone scheme. You need to be able to move. And like you, Adam, I said last night that I think Orlando Brown can make it work, but ideally you want someone that you know is going to work. And Braxton Jones, like, I'd, I'd like to see him in another season get some weight, get a little stronger, and see what he can do in year two of his NFL career. As far as paying premium dollars, period, then after that conversation, Orlando Brown, let's just suppose for a minute that Saquon Barkley's out there. You're, you're paying top dollar for one of the two. Who would you rather have? I'm sorry, what are the choices? Orlando Brown, <laughs> Saquon Barkley. <sighs> an apple or an orange? It's a, it, it, a yes, left I tackle get. or running back? Yep. That's a tough question. It is. Um, I've never been on the Saquon Barkley train, to be completely honest. Um, I mean, you're seeing these running backs, but, you know, Tony Pollard just got tagged, mm-hmm. $11 million. Somebody's valuing a I running back. I like a lot of these running backs in the draft. Okay. And that's a, but I just feel like it's not a thing, and I think that's what the Bears are showing you. Like, they're not necessarily in a rush to re- – like, I'm not sure Montgomery – let me put it this way. I, like, it's Tuesday. So, a week from now, Tuesday, like, I don't think Montgomery signed the team. I think he's, I think he sits out there for a little bit to yeah, kind of see how the market goes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. What team needs a Because if you're the Bears, right I think you can allow that to happen. We talked a little about this the other day and, like, the risk of waiting to the draft for a running back, but. There's so many options that I feel like you can, you can at least find somebody to compliment Khalil Herbert if that's the route you go. And look, I'm a I'm a re-sign Dave Dave mm-hmm. Montgomery guy, especially Same. if you can get him in that four to five million dollar per year range. But it's an um, interesting question, Mark, and I don't know if I have the answer right now. I would keep an eye on Caleb McGarry, offensive tackle from Atlanta. He's got that the connection sense. to Chris Morgan. Uh, definitely a scheme fit, although. You know, I think that's another guy you might have to pay pretty handsomely. Hit the like button if you enjoyed our conversation with Carrington and you want him to come back on the show with or without uh, Orlando Brown on the Bears. I'll give you an interior guy, too, that I think is interesting to think about. That's Garrett Bradbury. Okay. Garrett Bradbury yeah. was a guy I really liked coming out of North Carolina State. The Vikings took him in the first round. He's a center. He was kind of underwhelming. But when the Vikings switched coaches last year and he took off he had a much better year and I think I think that's something you got to kind of sort through why did that happen could he be a bit fit with the Bears but that's somebody with first round pedigree that I think you can get cheaper that's the most interesting sort of part of football that I was just this morning having that thought Geno Smith sat for five years more really Played three games in 2021. He basically was sitting for almost seven years. And then he finally got an opportunity to play. I don't know what he was doing behind the scenes, how much he was learning. Or it was just the fact that Seattle was loaded with talent. And now he's got a three-year contract worth a hundred and some odd million dollars. 
Like, it is... Your situation is so incredibly important in your success in the NFL. So, I'm not, like... Yeah, I, the Geno Smith story is ridiculous. I mean, an outlier almost. To be completely what totally did, out. It, it, what did that have to do with Gary Bradbury, though? It had nothing to do with anything. Okay. But it had something. It, whatever, I, I don't know how I got there. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm just talking about fit and, like, you know, Brown's not a fit. You know, kind of. Brown's not a fit with the Bears. And should you, be, you know, is it worth it to pay Saquon? What would it look like here? Like, to me, I thought what. Uh, you know, Carrington's point about Jalen and yeah, I don't think Justin Fields is ever going to be uh, an elite process the field, sit in the sit in the pocket quarterback. That's not his game. So to have creative players around him and do and play and do design runs and, and play more like the Eagles played last year, it makes a lot of sense to me. All right, let's get the. We got a lot Control of the clock. Yeah, did that. Okay, go ahead. And we'll start with the Yoshi one from earlier. Yeah. Um, he wants the defensive back breakdown. Yeah, See, he, this is exactly why we have our NFL draft board, which you have access to if you are CHGO diehard. So go to CHGO, allCHGO.com slash diehard. Um, I don't I exactly know how to answer this question. Do you want. I mean, yes, there's a lot of. Corners I like, you know, Christian Gonzalez. It is so loud in the studio today. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. The, this uh, is why traffic you know, is baseball t- season is coming soon, yeah. and our Cubs guys. There's a lot of them over there. I can't even like. This is a or, conversation for another time. Or, I know. Down over there. <laughs> I'm We're like struggling to organize my <laughs> thoughts. Um, Christian Gonzalez is a corner from Oregon that I really like. Um, that shut him up. He had a great way. combine too, so he moved up, and I think that that. But that's a guy you're talking like first round. So I don't think the Bears are in play for a first round corner necessarily. Uh, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois is going to go really high too. Joey Porter Jr., Penn State. People love Witherspoon. I haven't heard one person say a bad word about that dude. Good player. He's a good player. So I don't know. Are we looking like I had Riley Moss from Iowa in my first mock draft I did. Um, And I don't think he hurt himself last week at the combine. I do think he's a corner. Uh, Darius Rush was from South Carolina was somebody that I Had think we really like coming bowl. out of the senior bowl. Yep. Uh, and a four three six in the 40. So, yeah, he's the guy that made a lot of plays down in Mobile, a lot of interceptions. like him a lot, too. For those pushing back, by the way, in the chat about that Fields is not a great pocket passer, one of the people that I talked to in the combine said exactly that. The NFL personnel, legit big-time dude. Said what? That he's not. He's never going to be a dude that processes things quickly. That's not his game. And went further than that, for the record, uh, that I'm not going to talk about because people are going to get real hyped. So yeah. it's some people think that he and he's and that's this that's the thing he needs to prove. He needs to prove that he can you d- make his go touchdown and check down faster. You, you can't so just say he did it at Ohio yeah. State. It, it, college to NFL is totally different. He, not even we're not we're not talking about the same ball game. Sorry. Continue. Well, you on. guys are. I, I had a couple of argument about semantics. He can't. He is a pocket quarterback. He's when he needs to be. He needs to process faster in the pocket. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not yeah. saying he doesn't want to be in the pocket. I'm not saying he can't yeah. throw the football. He's I, I, he absolutely can, but he needs to process better in the pocket. Thank you. All right. Let's fire through the super chats. Um. Rajon Wright <laughs> is a later round corner sleeper, in my opinion. Okay. Alex, $2 right super yep. chat. Appreciate your opinion. Thank Good you, stuff. Alex. It wasn't Colin Coward who I talked to. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it was Colin Coward. That's funny. I, know, I, I also had some late night combos inside of this uh, was an the, NFL, the Prime 47 uh, that uh, were not exactly up. all fully positive on Justin. I was upset about it. Jealous. Yeah. You're also yeah. not, I mean, it's not like a groundbreaking Opinion. A lot of right. people think that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think that. Isaac, uh, ten dollars. Uh, would you guys take Henry or Barkley? Let's say same contract and a happy Taco oh, Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Give me, give me Saquon. Less wear and tear. Give me you, tacos. Yeah, between two Barkley. Got the knee. The, he does have the knee. I get it. A little bit more versatile too than. Yeah, I would take Henry. Barkley. Yeah, for sure. Number. Carne asada. 
That's where I'm going. Mm. Carne asada shrimp taco. Yeah. I didn't eat lunch yet. I'm really hungry. Tacos sound good. Yeah, I'm starving. How about from Doug? Doug, Doug, Doug. Doug Van Dorn, $5. Uh, Darnell Washington and Darnell Wright are ranked about the same in the draft. If both were there at 54, would you take either? And if so, which one? I personally would go Washington. There's something about Wright. I was watching him closely at Senior Bowl. Granted, it was on TV, not in person, where you were, Nick. Um, I just didn't come off very impressed. I know he had a good combine, but he... I have questions about his him as a scheme fit for the Bears. And I like Washington. He's huge, enormous. He blocks like an offensive lineman, and all of a sudden is being sh- is showing that he can catch the ball the way he did in those workouts the other day. Granted, it's just in his underwear, but still, it's still something, right? You know, I I I like him. I think Corey Corey Wooden was saying that he liked Darnell Wright, and I think he did say, yeah. That. So you know, I'm going to defer to him on that. I still have to watch a little bit more about him to give you an honest opinion. But yeah, Corey Doug, likes him. Doug, I've heard people liking both, and the fact that you are into that conversation in the middle of the second round just proves your eliteness as a Bears diehard. Uh, I will you. say this, because I... A little sneak preview at what you could get if you are in uh, the diehard range and have access to our NFL draft board, but if you go to Darnell Wright's player profile 6518342 um, I have some notes in here from the Senior Bowl. Great hands. If he locks on, you are done. Was inconsistent and somewhat disappointing during Senior Bowl practices, but must pay more attention to the tape. He had a great game against Alabama's Will Anderson. That's That speaks volumes. So, there you go. That's what you can great. get. I mean, that's a good guy to have a great game against, and that is tremendous in our diehard package, baby. Let's go. Uh, next up. Melbourne Bartholomew for anyone worried that's a great name for anyone worried about come on we just went from a Carrington Harrison to a Melbourne Bartholomew gotta be related names elite names that is great for anyone worried about would you rather go to the Harrisons or the Bartholomews for Thanksgiving Uh, I'd go Bartholomew all day (laughs) I mean if you're in Melbourne I would definitely go there instead of Kansas City Good barbecue in Canada. I mean, I'd like to go there at the start of the year. Let's go there for New Year's and then take in the Australian Open. Continue on. For anyone worried about Jackson Smith and Jigba being a shot, slot, slot, excuse me, a slot only, a wide receiver, Cooper Cup and Cowds lined up there, 83% of the snaps in the slot in 2016 and 89% of the snaps in the slot in 2015. He pushed back on that, Melbourne. So he's Cooper Cup. Maybe he's Cooper Cup. That's one of the guys he miles his game after, so... Like it. He they was were at, actually talking about that during the combine coverage with one of the drills they were running, which was like that specific, like in cut, in out, out route, and they were brought up Cooper Cup comp right there. Just so feels like love a Cooper Cup kind of guy. All right, a uh, couple more, then we are out of here. J.R. Mayberry, will April showers bring us Zay Flowers? Like it. That's yep. next level super chat right there. That Dave. super chat was so good. I want to refund him his two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it for free. Showers brings a flowers. Like it. Could but be a will, tune. Will it? That's. I think. The, will it? Uh, I don't know. Do you know, uh, Lawrence? We. Yes. I yeah, haven't seen the Bears. Dra- I haven't seen the Bears draft board yet, so I can't. What Adam? Come on. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet? It's out there. I'm gonna say no because I think he ends up late first round. Trade back. So who knows? All right. Um, Cornelius 199. Have you guys watched tape on Kalijah Kansi? Yes, we talked a lot about him last week. Corey Wooten loves him to the end of the earth, Cornelius, and I love Corey Wooten to the end of the earth. So, yes, to the, by process of association. I mean, the best was that Corey said that on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday is when he went Blows bonkers. Up the combine. Wooten was, a, Wood was ahead. Great combine. Also measured in. Taller than people thought at 6'1", which I think helps a little bit because the knock on him was he's small. I don't hate interior D linemen, though, that are shorter because it gives you leverage. He walked right by us. I actually was – I mean, Woot was like, look at that dude. And I'm like, eh, I kind of wish he was a drop bigger to me. Like, I, he's, he's not – Drop bigger? Maybe three drops. Three drops bigger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the measurement. <laughs> He wasn't it. huge. I like it. It was he was strong. He was, he was thick. Is he had but you know. Anyway, 
When Corey Wooten's in front of you, you know Corey Wooten's in front of you. Oh, yeah. yeah no doubt was about not that. Bad. Okay, 499 here um, from a bunch of numbers and a jib. Uh, what? <laughs> what is the one scenario on draft night to where you will say polls really fumbled this opportunity? No trade out. We don't want to think about that. Yeah, if you select that one. I mean, that's that's fumbling everything right there. Picking at one. That's that's my answer. And yeah, we're not not and having any picks between one and what is it where they're supposed to pick? Fifty what is it? Forty eight. Fifty two? Fifty four. Yeah, so yeah. I know that off the top of our head. Forty eight. Fifty four, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not forty. They don't have any other picks there. That'd All right, uh last one here. Uh, two more. Oh, we got two more. Monsi, four ninety nine. Whenever you guys can, can we get a 1v1 basketball tournament with every CHGO employee? My money is on Hogue. Bet he's a shooter like Gilbert Arenas. What a cop. Why have I felt like I've heard that before? Gilbert, I don't know. I can't shoot like Arenas. Um, There's no way I'm not winning that tournament, just for the record. Oh, yeah, because I'm winning it. Okay, first of all. Yeah, let's let's go. I'm in, Monsi. I I hate one-on-one. I like playing team basketball. I do like yeah, getting a run. Actually, my biggest thing is I just like getting the run up and down the court. I don't like half court games. I don't want to play in half court games. If we're playing one on one, we're going full court. Oh god, <laughs> I love one on one full. One on one full is a great game. Oh, then I'm winning. Yeah, no. I will blow by you, Hogue. No, I will comfortably. <laughs> Wager whatever you would like on a nice, solid one-on-one Ooh, game. and gonna, I am, We have content coming out. Look, we <laughs> have had a lot content. of requests for a actual basketball game, which we should do. CHGO versus I'm listeners. Not the world. I'm, uh, I'll <laughs> say CHGO right now. versus the world. I'm not winning any shooting contests in this office. I will grant that. But if we're playing one-on-one. Also, we need bring to play it indoors. Indoors, yes. yes. Indoors. indoors. No double rim shooting outdoors. No way. We'll, we'll, Way down outside. We'll have a. We'll have a. We'll how's this? We'll have a. Sh- these. This show. We'll have a comp. We'll see what happens. Then we'll consider anybody else who wants to step up. But I got to be honest. Who's the? Who's a candidate? For what? Who can hoop in this company? Our producer can. Uh no, I'm a chucker at this point. Used to. Used to be able to hoop. I haven't played in probably a decade. Ryan Green seemed to have some game. RG, could, yeah, R- but Ryan um, Green, yeah. just CHGO. Just CHGO. Kevin Kadex yeah. a Hoover, right? No. I mean, he's a big body. I don't know if he's a Hoover. He's, yeah. Rebounder. Uh, Doug says he's blocked in the chat for some reason. I don't understand what he's saying there. We'll try and figure that out, Doug. I mean, you, Sorry, are, you are chatting, so that confuses me. in the chat for some reason. I don't you are chatting. Good. Yeah. Or yeah. He, can't, he has to super chat the chat? I, I don't, don't know. I don't he has think to super so. Chat. Two chats. I'll check on that. Last uh, one from Logan. Logan. Best bear show on the tube. Let's get some love. Hit that like button. Appreciate Thank you, you Logan. Logan. You the man. Way to write us out here on the end of the show there. And I got to go. Roto Rooters calling me. And Roto Wire will be calling the Cubs in about 10 minutes. So uh, let's say goodbye. Roto. Finished up, finishing ask, up the pot. Ask them if they know who Jack Sanborn is. Do you know who Jack Sanborn is? <laughs> Hello? Do you know who Jack Sanborn is? Come on, fifty-seven for he the Bears. He said he did not. I he, heard. We gotta it. know. He we gotta not, know on Sanborn. Roto Rooter go. does not That's know who Jack Sanborn is. This is unbelievable. Like, all right, we're out of here. Follow us on love Twitter. Uh, <laughs> all right, what's the bill? <laughs> At Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano. He's literally on the phone with his plumber right now, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at noon.